Summer Krinsky, renowned artist, you just did a artist talk, and I am really sorry I missed this one. I can't one. believe you missed this one. I mean, because, like, you know, you, you're you a very supportive friend I'm and collaborator. I'm usually at your stuff. You're usually at the stuff, and, you know, this one, you were off recording a band, uh-huh. and I, you missed um, what you, you had no idea I and I also had no idea. It is okay. It has to be very firmly established right now. We had no, even though we're probably going to talk about how it's really funny and awesome. We definitely had nothing to do with it. Yes, had no idea this was coming. I mean, yeah, I, um, <laughs> it was. So basically, there there was a fellowship that I feel very very lucky to have received um honored to have received um and it is a very you know a sum of money t- for the prestige. arts and prestige and it's a lovely uh, cohort of people i get to be uh, associated with all these amazing musicians and artists creators and there was a, an artist talk series over zoom that was being moderated like um, by an award-winning journalist and a digital salon, yes, uh, as they called it, and it was uh, one other recipient and I were uh, presenting uh, videos that we made about our practice, and then being asked questions uh, uh, about um, the art that we make and why we make it, and um, where you know who we are as people, and it was it was just kind of like a an interesting artist talk series. That sounds lovely, and I surely would have enjoyed attending. Yes, and there was, um, you know, a nice amount of people there attending all over Zoom. My parents, my grandma, uh, there was quite a crowd of Zoom attendees. And uh, partway into this, uh, there's questions being asked to the other artist, and they're responding to these questions and suddenly the you know the, their screen is pinned uh, the journalist screen is pinned and suddenly it totally changes and someone else's screen is at the forefront and it looks like there's a porn website and then we just hear loud music and like oh oh, oh. and then Uh, it just starts and a video is playing of just like i mean it's not just porn it's like very very graphic and like flashing like image to image to image it's like add porn it's like going like three seconds of this scene four seconds of this scene you know establishing shot it's a super it's a super cut it is a lot happening, and they... That sounds like an artistic collage <laughs> to me. It that was sounds something. like assemblage. No one could figure out how to turn it off. It was, as I've now learned, it's called Zoom bombing. That, when yeah, that... It's that, a I mean, craze it's, sweeping the nation. Well, I mean, that was... It's kind of a retro thing, because, like... Is Zoom, it really? <laughs> yeah, Zoom bombing happened at the, like, beginning of the pandemic. Was it, it always porn? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, very efficient, you know, very efficient Zoom bomb. Yeah. Uh, but the thing is, is that 
everyone figured out there's like a base level of security to do okay. on your Zoom <laughs> yeah. uh, that will make it so that it can't be Zoom bombed. And it sounds like they need to hire someone who knows how computers oh, work. Oh, man. Yeah. Because that's, that's, that's a three-year-old. That's a three-year-old exploit. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it was it was they couldn't get it to, to turn off. So we go from this like very serious questions about like, you know, what, what you is your, doing? what is your artistic impetus? And like you're talking about surreal Afrofuturism and like all these really cool topics, but you know, absolutely um, serious. Right. <laughs> Till just like four to five minutes of porn where with an audience of people just sitting in horror no, they didn't like stop the zoom. No one knew what to do because it was just happening. I mean, wait, I think at so first no one knew what wait, was happening. They didn't just stop the zoom. No, it just was happening. You just could just stop happening. the zoom. Well, then I think that they thought that that would then every everyone would be kicked out. Yes, but then you just at that point you go like. You just go like pull the plug. No, no one pulled pull the plug. Oh, I think the tech person just was panicking. Oh no! And they—I <laughs> don't think they could figure out how to block it, which is wild because I'm like, how hard isn't it? Pretty easy to like, yeah, kick, kick someone out. Yeah, kick out whoever's screen's going. Yeah, but I mean, this goes on for a while, like a so minutes. I was texting you. I was like, oh, oh yeah. my god. This is happening. Well, I mean, you were like, this is happening, and then I tried to join the Zoom, and no one let me in. Yeah, well, okay, so they stopped letting new people in. Ah, uh, well, okay. At, yeah, at that That's moment. Because they were like, there, there were, which I kind of felt bad, because there were, like, people legitimately coming to see the artist talk. Right. But they got scared. So, okay, so three to four minutes, just porn, porn, Three to porn. four, that's so Maybe four long. to five minutes, that's honestly. Like, that it was is like a while. A, that is a, like, uh, George Bush, a second tower, a second plane has just hit the tower, like, level of just, like, sitting on your ass. Yes, it definitely was. It was, everyone was just, like, because Transfixed. At first, <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean, at first there was, like, n confusion. Yeah. And then there was understanding why are we working through the five stages of grief it should so be like that is a dick and <laughs> the zoom like that is the that should be the immediate like end the zoom send out an email <laughs> like okay we're, we're doing this another time uh this uh we have to figure out how to just put a password on the zoom so that it's just not the wall of cocks so then wait it gets more. No. They they, <laughs> they block the person uh -huh. who is doing it and then they try to start again. And so they go back to like this question that, you know, and they get like 10 seconds in. And then porn, porn, porn. Wait, no, it happened again? It happened again. Summer. Because they, they attacked with multiple people. So right. they were like yeah, yeah, that's, a bunch that's of why, plants. That's why you end the Zoom. <laughs> like, Well, but how are they supposed to know who to let in? You know? You, you it's do utter it, chaos. You do it again. You do and it just again. start over? You just start over. But then how do you know that you haven't let in? You you go, you Google, like, how to not make Zoom bomb, and then there are settings that you do on the Zoom, like, that everyone yeah. else does. I have more news. No. There was a third. No! A third <laughs> The third? Plane? That was a, a third. <laughs> 
<laughs> the third wasn't porn. So it was like, okay, porn, long time. Three to five minutes is the range. Oh it God. just felt like eternity. It was like when you have an edible and you just like are like, it's, oh, I must be done. And me out of my kneecaps. Yeah, yeah, and you're like, it's only been a minute has passed. So this is, <laughs> this is a time stops. Uh-huh. You know, and right. it's just For four eternal. To five minutes. And and mind you, I know my parents and grandma are on the Zoom, so technically, <laughs> I am watching porn with, with my family. Three generations. <laughs> Terrible. And then, okay, they think they've rooted it out. They start again. Porn. Th- it, almost like a perfect comical time. I have to say, <laughs> they give them like ten to fifteen seconds to try to get into the question. As though to get a little more comfortable. Right. Porn. <laughs> Hell yeah. This time they figured out how to block. So they block them pretty quick. Okay. Then they think we're good to go. We start again. And someone gets on the mic and just like yells obscen- obscenities. Uh, yeah. Huh. So, and then they, they get blocked. That was the final. But it was a three strike of... Um, That's... Mean, there, there, needs to, there needs to be a congressional investigation. They got to get right on this. Yeah. Um, it was incredible. I've never seen anything quite like it. I have to say it was the most... In- I've spent a lot of time in Zoom meetings. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, over the last, you know, since pandemic, as right. everyone has, I think. And I have never seen an eventful Zoom meeting like that. I had no idea, you know? Yeah. It was a real, uh, and I've been in Zoom meetings f- for hours where the entire time everyone is doing techno dancing with alien filters on. Right, 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 right. Like, that's the kind of Zoom meetings I'm You're going to. You're in some wild Zooms. I'm not just going to your little, right. you know, corporate g- Zoom meetings. Oh. I have experienced a range of Zoom meetings, and this was different. This was different. Congratulations. I didn't know that there was a, this is an option. Well, that's an option, and this is I Don't Heart Radio. I'm Summer Krinsky. And I'm Scott Murphy. And this could be your next favorite band. Okay, so we are going to talk about Garden Center today. This one is like such a, I feel like such a good little, like, hunter of music this uh-huh. is one that if you're into outsider pop uh and and just want to be on the cutting edge of like some really weird and rewarding shit this is a this is a treasure trove this is yeah. like a, a a whole thing to explore uh so we're talking about garden center and if you're looking it up it is spelt british so it is garden normal center c-e-n-t-r I see, I see. Okay. For anyone looking out there. Sure. And tell us about them. All right. So they have a new single that's out, uh, but they are prolific. Uh, They started uh, releasing stuff in 2016, the Garden Center EP, Mm -hmm. self-titled. And then they kind of like figured out what they were doing with their 2017 full-length Monster Energy Mm-hmm. Uh, which it's worth uh, it's worth pointing out that Garden Center is a full band for live shows, but then it's mostly just a dude in his bedroom. It's like it's noted on the Monster Energy liner notes that uh, Garden Center features members 
of King of Cats, Joanna Gruesome, and Keel Her, among other rotating visitors. Uh, but Monster Energy sees chief songwriter Max Levy return to the solitude of their bedroom studio, where he composed and recorded this album with only a hint of help from other members of the band. So that's the that is the vibe. That right. is the ethos of uh-huh. Garden Center. And uh, yeah, so there's uh, Monster Energy in 2017. It definitely has some monster energy, I would say, to it, to the uh, sound. Oh, it's got like, like I would say, gremlin energy. Gremlin, a no, yeah. like a, uh, a, the, all of their stuff is tagged with gnome, uh-huh. and it does feel so. It's the <laughs> the vocal performance. It is like it is this character, uh, like it is. Uh, it's gremliny. It's gnomey. It has a. Uh, a very, I guess we could just say theatrical delivery. Yeah, but otherworldly. Yeah. <laughs> and the thing is, is that it's one of those things where, yeah, it it really grew on me when yeah, I listened it, through. When you started playing it, I was Oh, not it's like, what the fuck? That into it. Yeah, and then it grew, it grew on me as well. Um, I, as it kept going, I was like, oh, I see why you picked this. It has a sound, it has a character, it has a uniqueness to the style and the songwriting. And, but at first I was like, this was actually a strange pick for you because I'd say, um, you tend to go for way more polished production. Right. And this was like mix wise and, um, recording production wise, less sheen than yeah. what you tend to lean towards but that i can totally see why its unique voice drew drew you in yeah and, and it's it's the it's the literally unique voice but then also it is a whole the all of the sonics yeah. are unique uh-huh. the songwriting is unique the way that things are played the way that i mean everything like the synthesizer patches used aren't like the like ones that you hear everyone use right, right. everything is uh in its own unique place and that in and of itself is very interesting and then yeah this is also i, I do tend to uh for the podcast pick things with polished mixes and also in my general life listen to things with polished mixes but there are there are like a few albums. So I I'd say that my personal favorite albums, the ones that mean something to me, yeah, they mostly sound like shit. Really? <laughs> yeah, like coming my, from the person who I don't know. I feel like you have well, rejected it's, I, a lot of. I I I do reject things, but it's it's where they sound like shit. But there's something so special mm-hmm. about them that, and and that, it's uh, it's unfortunately a thing that I think is a cop out for people. So I, I guess that it can be where it's like, oh, it sounds like shit because that's like my aesthetic. Right. You I know? agree. I agree. It's often a cop out. It's often a crutch, but there. But the thing is, is that that's not to say that it isn't something that works on certain projects do you know mm-hmm. what i mean yes like I do. if it it's actually there's that that wonderful albini thread that's that just went viral talking about uh uh what is the steely dan steely right? dan yeah. yeah uh where uh within it i mean it's just worth looking up because it is just it's 12 hours of just a man <laughs> just on fire on twitter yeah uh, but there's one <laughs> there's one that's like especially profound in like that way that albini is profound where 
uh, he's talking about that there are two different kinds of perfection, uh-huh. one of which is where someone has a clarity of vision and they execute it exactly how they want it executed, however that may be. And then the other one is sitting in a room doing key bumps, making someone do something over and over again until you arbitrarily hit a target that they deem good enough. Uh, and in that was that, his diagno- diagnosis of Steely, Steely Dan. Dan. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, Albini quite famously has some uh, has some records that like sound like shit under his belt. Uh, mm-hmm. Like technically, In Utero is terrible, uh, but it's one. It's my favorite Nirvana record, mm-hmm. um, because there was a clarity of vision and it was captured in the way that like there were discussions, there were you know essays written back and forth between production and and the band. Yeah, I think there's a huge difference between there being like a thought out thesis behind the style and the the mode of capture that has to do with the vision for the project and just being like, I don't want to try that hard, which right. is the more common uh, and I think doesn't come across. Oh, and I, I hear well. it all the time. Yeah. I just hear like, oh, you're just not trying. Hard. I know. On the other hand, yeah. there's people that try really, really hard on the production and have no vision as far as like, you know, any a sort reason of... behind it. Yeah, and then it feels just... empty and vapid. Like it, on the same because there's like plenty of things. I mean, there are things that I like pass up that sound good, but there's like an emptiness behind it too. Yeah, like that is the the flip side of it. It's totally. just like it's good for the sake of being good, but what are you saying with it? Yeah. Um. So that said, with the garden center stuff, I feel like it it does pass into that into that realm where I feel like I am, especially you know I I played like a few songs from one of their albums and their new single, but the more that you listen to it, you're like, oh, there's like a whole universe mm-hmm. being created here, and it's very purposeful, and that's what feels so. It feels it's that thing where it crosses over into like a special relationship with the band. Yeah, it, I think the only, like, of recent person thing that I could kind of think of that it gave me some feeling towards was, and this person isn't even that well known, but they had some following in, like, Midwest. Do you remember Karen Meat? Yeah. Do, do you see what I'm saying? I do There's, see like, what a little saying. bit of uh, that gremlin energy, yep. I would say, carries in both. And, yeah. Uh, Gre- bedroom gremlin energy. Yes, yes. So... <laughs> Um, this is like I, I do think that everyone should go spend some time with Garden Center because there's there's a lot of things to be rewarded by um, because you know they're starting their uh, you know recording career in 2016. Monster Energy came out in 2017, uh, and that is a full length album. Uh, then there are uh, like a large number of singles and small EPs, and they're mostly on. Un- <laughs> I would say that those those like smaller releases are definitely uh, towards the unlistenable side. Uh-huh. There's, you know, it's just like we're trying out a new thing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but there's, so that's kind of fun in and of itself. I'd say that they're very, like, B-side uh-huh. uh, things. Uh, and they are fun, but they're also, like, very difficult listens. Yeah. Um, but then all of the larger projects, it's fun to, and that's not a dig. It's fun to see, like, kinks getting worked out. Yeah. Uh, and then on the larger releases you kind of hear like a which also goes to say that like everything is on purpose 
on these records. Yeah, yeah. You know, because I can hear, I can hear the like, oh, it's this is the this is working it out, uh-huh. and then there is a refine process that happens. Uh, so we've got a, a a moon for digging is a full length in 2019, and that is like a nice in between point. Uh, like uh, after Monster Energy, there is a songwriting is more concise. The the mixes start to get a little bit better, but then uh, there is the new album. That's coming out uh, in May, May 19th. The single is Shock Sight. And uh, the album is called Searching for a Stream. <laughs> yeah. I like that. I do like that. Good name. Um, the single is really good. And, and it's, it's, a, it's a huge step up yeah. in production. And I think that I like this is a contender for like top 10. I think there's only the one single out, but if it continues the like garden center style and, you know, there are going to be 12 songs. And if they manage to kind of, you know, bring in some more elements into it, I, th- I think that this could be. Uh, one of my favorite records of the year. Wow. Yeah, I do. I just I, I have a, I have a I have like a really good feeling about it. That's cool. Just based off of uh you know listening through their discography for the last couple of days and then hearing this single um because I think that it, it rewards like repeated listening is yeah. the fun thing about Garden Center and I think that's a, a thing a characteristic on a lot of that a lot of the bands that you choose for the podcast. Yeah. That's kind of like one of the It's defining. a recurring theme. Yeah. 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 I do like the deep listen. And this one just especially, I, I think that because this is kind of the most rough around the edges pick that I've had in a while. Yeah. Um, there is so, there's something about it that when you like, when you dig into the well <laughs> of uh you know like i guess a dirty well uh there's something about like getting a band cuz it's like i don't know it's like how i feel about pavement and stuff like the uh, the first few releases that they did which mm-hmm. are you know very very rough around the edges but then you kind of you kind of time travel from like later releases back to the early and you start to f- you know you start to pull apart the threads of like what makes the band work despite something not working yeah you know and what and makes you, it special what makes it special it's almost like you can hear that core and then if it evolves into something with like high production value it's kind of interesting to be able to like deconstruct it yeah to the core and, and it's like a it's like a secret language yeah <laughs> you know like you you're you're decoding the uh the hidden messages and stuff it's you you're in a you know, like a, a one-on-one QAnon kind of thing with a band. Like, sure, I'm gonna, I'm gonna figure out what you're doing. The, the moment in every episode where we have to remind people that I'm not actually <laughs> Scott is ironically talking, not actually right. Q pilled. I just think it's hilarious, and I think it's a fascinating uh, moment in time. That's all. <laughs> I love the lore. So, uh, yeah, twelve tracks coming out. I think that. I, I do. I, I feel really, really positive about this. I think it'll, I don't know. I think you're going to see this places. That's, I'm excited. Yeah. All right. Garden Center. We're going to 
Look out in May. May uh, May 19th. All right, sweet. I'm excited to hear what you guys have in store, Garden Center. Now, let us talk. Mm. Let us back talk the, on the back half. I am providing the back half. Um, and Krinsky's that is on back half a, today. a direct um, tie into my current mental state. Yeah, it's bad. Which is bad. Um, it's not so good, you guys. We've missed this week partially because of it. Because um, I have been sad. And um, it's kind of a weird thing to talk about when you know other people are listening. Um but yeah, but I mean, you just... haven't exactly been like keeping it in in, in like semi-public places. I think walking it, around. Sometimes it's bad to just keep in, you know. Yeah. To, it, like I think there are degrees. Like I think you can be you can uh, overshare. You can overshare, but I also think there's a level of dishonesty if you're like f- super disengaged from the world and in your own head, and then you. uh Say like everything's cool, right? To someone, then they just maybe think you're an asshole. <laughs> so, if you've experienced me of recent, um, I guess it's just uh going through a breakup, and those yeah. those suck. And um, I thought the thing we could talk about with that though is um about our old friend who. <laughs> I think that we could just. It's we'll just call him Jim. We could, yeah. He's Jim. I feel like we've already said his full name on the podcast. Can I, we not say his full name? Okay. I mean, as long as we don't do any slander, everything just has to no, be true. It's all true. It's all true. It's all true. I, there's a so the reason it ties into breakups is because this is a is a man who employed Scott and I. Yes. Uh, for many years as a live sound engineer employed is a loose term because it was very well, because difficult employment to get requires paying <laughs> he is a genius he is a menace <laughs> he is a bad man and a good a man a great man yeah i think a, that uh great men are bad men yes he's yeah. an, an enigma <laughs> um and uh he knows when you're sad. He's like Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah. But not when you're good or nice and bad or whatever oh, Santa he, Claus knows. He can feel it in the air. Yeah. Um, so the reason this comes up is that um, some of, I think, the times, the time I was most devoted to Jim was during a different breakup by just, you know, being very much lost and processing through emotions. And yeah. So uh, I have been I have quit that job, which was a bad job um, (laughs) for it was very difficult to be paid many years ago. And of course, I mean, Jim likes to re pop up whenever. Oh, I mean, he slides into the DMs. It was incredible. It was. It it happened. And he actually he group texted you and I. Yes. Yes. Uh, And. He wanted, he was just like, I need someone to work Winter Blast next week. And first, we haven't talked to Jim in months. You not, know? not honestly, probably like since May. Yeah. It's been a really long time. I think, uh, yeah, we've been on a really long Jim streak. Yeah. Uh, which I do, I do like just talking to Jim. Yes, I love Jim. He's just also, he, he, I mean, his goal is to make you work for him and also probably not pay you. 
uh, or bad goal. Yeah, bad goal. So it's like you know we have our goals don't align, but he's still a my friend mentor yeah. person <laughs> somehow. Sound daddy. Yeah, sound daddy. Um, and he is you know he's very experienced in uh has lots of. Um, compelling tales. Oh, of his... so many good stories. He's a legitimately fun hang if yes. you aren't working for him. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. But um, uh, impressively in tune with if you're having a bad time mentally. Yes. Because he, not, he does, he is very manipulative and knows very bad. when he could possibly get you to give up your life again. But this was just preternatural. Like mm-hmm. it's it's months out of the blue. He's like, work this terrible gig, and it's a terrible gig to work. It's no. It's, the last time I worked that specific gig, I destroyed my car because of it. You yeah. do you recall? Yes. The last time I worked this specific terrible gig, I um I drive a giant van that is very tall because it's what we use for tour, and it has these fans in the ceiling. And uh, I asked, I lived very close to the gig, but there's no parking around there. So I said, everyone literally has to drive by my house on the way. Can someone just pick me up so I don't have to park? And I, he just, I, there was a gym panic, like, no, no one can come get you. Everything's ruined if you don't just get here. Uh, yeah. One of those. Get here right now. Um, so I got, I followed the um, unsound advice of yeah. my uh, bad influence boss, and I drove down there. I got pressured by s- several adults. <laughs> I was I was younger. This is a while ago, but it still isn't uh, quite a. It was a few years ago. I was like mid twenties. You were an adult. I was in my mid twenties, and two like fifty year old men were telling me I could right. fit in this parking structure. And so the, I uh, yes, the uh, unearned confidence of a middle-aged man. Yeah, I, I followed their gestures, and I not I against my better judgment because my I was like doesn't look like a fit. Right. And then I knocked a moonroof into my car. Yes. So, so that was my last time working this gig. <laughs> and so it's a bad. All of the gym gigs are bad. Uh, but this one is because uh, it's outside and it's cold. It's it's literally it's outside in the winter in Michigan. So it's, it's, it's a very bad, bad idea for yes. a show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, this is all brought, you know, always talking to Jim is kind of a time travel back to other times with Jim and how I think both of us to a degree used Jim as like a processing tool oh because it just eats up your days yes yes uh, it's just a it's like uh it is a bit of like a drug experience where you're just you're just passing the time yeah and in early gym my, my first you know year of really working for him which i i the uh i was very uninvested at first because he was you know clearly had um uh <laughs> despite being a very um smart and uh talented sound engineer was also an extremely ridiculous person who I could already tell was chaotic and um uh unwell yeah <laughs> and so in the beginning but w- before I was going through a breakup I was I was always you know 
semi at a distance. I would do gigs, but I was very, I was trying to be, you know, uh, more respectful of my own time. I was very, you know, trying to keep track of things and actually get paid and not end up totally screwed over. Yeah. And then as I uh, was going through a breakup, you know, there's something <laughs> about being in like this emotional, vulnerable. Any sort of a vulnerable or like a state of, uh, you know, either like extreme emotional distress or even just like boredom. Yeah, you where know? you're just trying to get you're trying to get to a place where you can try again. Yeah. And um, the man really smells it. So <laughs> he smells it on you. And he, uh, there was a, there was, so there's like a thing that I think we both agreed on. That was the, this is the main story of the time when you know that you are not okay. <laughs> oh, driving the blue van? Yes. So there Jim had many many Jim has many broken cars. Endless broken cars. And um there was one that was blue van. And blue van was past its prime. I blue think van blue van w- still exists. That's terrifying. Yeah. Because this was already yeah, at this point how many years ago? 5 or 6. 5, yeah. Yeah. And and this <laughs> blue van not only you know had probably wasn't registered and oh, had it's, like you're definitely riding dirty in yes, a blue van but like it actively tried to drive you off the road oh it just doesn't work so it, you yeah, have the like power a, steering doesn't work uh, it's like constantly like pieces of it are falling off on the highway it's full of speakers that are very unta- heavy they're heavy and not tied down they're not tied down it's very dangerous it's super dangerous you're just driving a death van yes uh from usually from ann arbor to detroit and back and I had always, because of that, I think I had one experience driving the blue van um, pre-breakup. And yeah. I went to go park it, and I put it in park, and it went <laughs> it, forward. <laughs> and I'm in this tiny spot. Right. And totally was, liable. In, at the time, in Ann Arbor, Michigan, which is, if you know, impossible to get good parking. <laughs> I finally found a spot that can fit this van, which barely can. I parallel park in, but I have no you know, room to give. And the I try to put it in park, and it's just inching forward. And with each, uh, you know, jiggle, jiggle back in park, and then see if it inches. With each inch, I'm getting terrifyingly close to hitting the car yeah. in front of me. And um, after that, of course, in a you know mentally well state, you're like, I'm like, not going to drive this piece of shit. I will not drive this piece of shit. And I yeah. refused. It was like, want to drive this piece of shit? And I refused over and over and over. And then that was always the test of how you were doing for all of Jim's employees. Right. If you were willing to drive the blue van. You're having the worst time. <laughs> You're having a bad time. And that was the it's, measure. Driving like, the blue van is drive real, the... like, if I die, I die energy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess, I don't know. Um, that's what's that's been on my mind. I'm thinking about driving driving the blue van. Well, I'm thinking about how uh, this time around I refused to drive the blue exactly. van. Exactly, that's and really I am good. very sad. Um, and but you're I, not going to drive the blue van. I'm not going to drive the blue van. No, I, you know, I have other blue vans. I have my own blue van. You know, 
I guess is how I see it. I'm not driving someone else's blue van. Okay, it's your own personal blue van. If I'm driving any blue vans, it's gonna be your own. Um, I do think that there's like a little growth there. <laughs> oh, I mean, there is. I, I mean, you get a text from Jim. Yeah, it's tempting every time. Every time. Every time. Because it's always like you haven't seen him in a while, and you're like, maybe this will be fun. Maybe this time it'll be different. Yes. Um, it was funny because your your immediate response was to text me. What did you say? You just he knows. Yeah, yeah. I was just like Jim. <laughs> Jim knows what's up with you. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy because there's no reason for him. No, to know. he doesn't even have like functional spies anymore. Yeah. Oh, he did used to intentionally figure out what was going on in everyone's private lives to know how much, how far he could what manipulate kind of, you. You know, what kind of leverage but, he's working with. <laughs> but uh, no, he still this doesn't know pure... where I live. Yeah. You kept that secret. Yeah. Brilliant move. Yeah. That no, was... This this was pure intuition, though. And I have oh, to was... say, I applaud that capability. Oh, it's so wonderful to like know that so like because Jim will just show up at your house, and it's been like seven years of him like texting at any point like, "Oh, does Scott need a ride somewhere?" Oh, I could yes, totally very casual. Pick, like I could just totally pick him up. If, yes, you know if anyone just wants to send his address. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> Though I have to say, he does know where my house is and. I haven't seen him in a while. Okay. He just show up. Okay. He did just show up to the old house. Yeah. That was more of, that was a problem. <laughs> well, maybe there's growth there too. Yeah, maybe we're all growing. You're not going to drive blue van. Jim isn't going to directly stalk his, like, uh, surfs. Right. <laughs> um. Yeah, I wonder. Uh, maybe write in. We're asking. We're asking usually just for bands. Um, I love and bands. W- this this ask stands. So if you have uh, bands that we should be covering, uh, music that you think is not getting the attention it deserves, you can send that band name to I Don't Heart Radio Pod at gmail dot com. But you know what? If you got a story of a of a bad boss, funny time of just investing parts of your self into uh-huh. a thing to keep try to keep going on if you got a good story maybe we do story time write in your story i don't heart radio pod at gmail.com uh band or story what what's their subject line gonna driving be? the blue van drive that blue van all right yeah um Hey, we've also, got shows and shit. We do have shows. That's what I was going to say. So one, um, you can follow this podcast at I Don't Heart Radio Pod on Instagram. And then you can follow me personally at Summer Like the Season Music. And Scott's handle is? A ton of. That's A-T-O-N-U-V underscore mastering. And um, you should come see us live if you live in the Midwest, in the Southwest, and or Pacific, Pacific Northwest. Northwest. We'll see you on tour. And we're hitting so many places. We finally just did a date announcement. So um, I think I have it memorized. Do you? Okay, do I you was going to pull it up. Okay, and... you pull it up and you fact check me. Sure. Well, okay. first, let's, let's just start with if you are a listener and you're in the Michigan-Detroit area, there's... 
two shows. One of them we just announced. The other one, look at us announcing it here. It'll the poster will be live soon. Yeah. But for for local shows before this tour starts, we have two going on. It'll be very very fun. The first one is on March. 10th yes and it is a wrestling show it's i have be no awesome. idea what to expect other than that it's going to be awesome i cannot wait I, we've never done anything quite like it we're going to be playing in between matches yeah that's in sterling heights and um if you are interested in coming to that it's called um bar ball brawl bash i believe Hell and yeah if you follow the instagram page at summer like the season music there will be posts about it so you can get more information and if you you don't see those post for some reason just message the page we'll drop you a line to anything you need to know um but there'll be flyers and everything posted for that it's gonna be great um i'm very excited there's a few things we're gonna try out in the name of wrestling show with the set um so uh stay tuned i think it'll be a unique performance of the music then if you just want to see um us us play a show before we're off on tour and you're in the Detroit area. Like we said, on March 11th, we're going to be playing the Suck album release show. And that is happening at good old PJ's Logger House. No longer PJ's. Oh, I'm so sorry. You're right. PJ is no longer the owner. It is now just Logger House. <laughs> but if you, you know. You know. you know, you know, you know. All right, and then let's get going on these tour okay. dates. Okay, are you ready? I think I, I think I have, I think I have it all. Let's see. Okay, March fourteenth, we will be in Joliet, Illinois, at the Drunken Donut. Woo, that's correct. March fifteenth, we will be in Des Moines, Iowa, at Boggs Hole. It's a very long name. I think on the poster I just put Boggs Hole. Its full name is Boggs Hole Ave Tavern. Okay, perfect. <laughs> On three sixteen, yes. March sixteenth, that is Omaha. Uh huh. At the Reverb. Yes, Reverb Lounge. March seventeenth, we'll be in Lawrence, Kansas, at the Replay. Yes, Replay Lounge. March eighteenth, we'll be in Wichita, Kansas, at Kirby's. Yes, never forget about Wichita. We love you. Oh, love Wichita. Um, March nineteenth, we will be in Denver somewhere uh to be announced we'll update you i have a feeling it's going to be a house show um but details will be coming just save the date that's 319 denver we can't wait to be back march 20th we'll be in laramie at the collective correct march 21st salt lake city at the beehive Hell yeah. March 22nd, we will be at Treefort. We aren't playing a show on the 22nd or the 23rd, but we've got shows at Treefort on the 24th, 25th, and 26th? Correct, yeah. So um, 22nd and 23rd, if you're in, if you're at Treefort, we're going to be there hanging. We're going to be going to shows. Um, so uh, if you are in a band or you're just going for fun um, and want to meet up, we'll message our page we're gonna be at tree for it yeah um, i mean and... oh it's so fun like we can figure out like what shows we're going to and stuff the schedule for tree fort comes out publicly tomorrow awesome but yeah come to the shows if you're gonna be at tree fort uh try to make it out there's three times you get to see us play live that's on... we're also doing the podcast yes so uh the band will be playing on the 24th 25th and 26th and the podcast will be doing a live taping on the 25th so that's yes. Saturday um, afternoon. Uh, Next up. Okay. 
March 27th, Rexburg at the basement. Correct. March 28th, Missoula uh-huh. at the Zach. Yes. We need to fill out the information for the Zach. I already did that today. Oh, Zootown Art Center. so good. Yes. Okay. Uh, March 29th, we'll be in Moscow uh, at Hungadunga. Hungadunga Brewing, yes. March 30th, Seattle at Connor Byrne Pub. Pub. Yes. Okay. March 31st, Portland, Oregon at No Fun. April 1st, Bend, Oregon at Silver Moon Brewing. Correct. April 2nd, we're going to drive all day to get to Butte, Montana to play at the Carpenters Union. Yeah, Because it sounds be like a... it's going to be awesome and it's worth it. <laughs> yeah, we're excited. We're going to do crazy drive, um, but we're going to bring the energy. So if you're in Butte, we've never been there before. We're really excited to check it out. That will be followed by, uh, we're on April 3rd right now, right? We are. Okay, April 3rd in Jackson, Wyoming. Yep. At Pinky G's Pizza. All right. April 4th will be in Casper, Wyoming at the Bourgeois Pig. Mm-hmm. April 5th, Rapid City, South Dakota. Uh, it'll be put on by the Gutter Show Collective. Uh, the Followed by April 7th. You missed six. Six. You're just forgetting uh, dates, numbers, but I know that I, got... I yeah, <laughs> sequential numbers are hard. But the sixth, April sixth, will be in Bismarck, North Dakota, at Rhythm Records. April seventh, Grand Forks at Ohada Records. All right. Uh, April eighth. Now this is the switchy, so I might. April eighth is Minneapolis. Yes, if it, that you switched it in here, right? Yes. All right. You're in yes. the sheet, right? The I sheet am. is correct. Yes, it's Minneapolis. April eighth. Where the, is it in Amsterdam? Mi- Amsterdam Hall and Pub. Yes. April 9th, we are playing a house show in Duluth. April 10th, we're playing Eau Claire, Wisconsin, at the Brick House. Mm-hmm. April 11th, we will be. In Milwaukee at the Cactus Club. That Killing one's going to be hype. Yes, absolutely. April 12th. April 12th. It's the only unfilled in day. So we're either going to be in Chicago or Madison. Um, and if you, and if that, you know, you have, if you want to see us there, please shout out because uh, currently we're not 100% sure. We might, that might be an off day. Maybe we'll take one day off. That could be an off day. All right. Next April one. April 13th, Lafayette, Indiana at The Spot. Yes. April 14th, Indianapolis at uh, Healer. Our favorite venue. We love Healer. Yes. There's an episode dedicated to Healer. Uh, April 16th, St. Louis. Uh, 15th. Uh, d- am I in the right... It's Indianapolis. I just yes. mixed up numbers. Okay, April fifteenth. You just can't do numbers. You I'm got so it all. Sorry, everybody. You're doing great. April fifteenth, St. Louis. Uh probably the sinkhole, but there is uh there's just like a they're lining in the lock. Like they're locking in the lineup right now. Yes. April sixteenth, Louisville. Yep. At Magvar. Uh-huh. April seventeenth, we have a lineup set for Knoxville and we just need to confirm a venue April so if you're in Knoxville 
go knock on the pilot lot pilot lights door. April nineteenth? Eighteenth. Eighteenth. <laughs> Sorry, I'm falling apart, everybody, but I have not gotten a single one of these wrong. Mm-mm. April eighteenth is Cincinnati. Correct. At the comet. Of course. April nineteenth is Columbus, Ohio. Uh-huh. At Space Bar. April twentieth, Pittsburgh at Collision. Yep. April twenty first, The Cave in Akron. April twenty second, Toledo, Ohio, live from the Ottawa Tavern. Hell yeah. You killed it. That's all of them. So um that was a lot of dates and we are going to be touring doing all those so um we cannot wait there's gonna be probably there's gonna be new music there's gonna be a single new music it's gonna be the lead-in for the upcoming album there's so much to share we're so excited to share it um thank you guys for listening and we're really excited we're gonna be pre-recording some episodes to get this on a little bit more of a regular schedule and to keep releases going while we're on tour um, we might do some live on the road episodes as well, but we're yeah. gonna we're gonna we're not abandoning you for tour. Um, we're gonna have a lot to come that will be prepared. And also, if you are listening on a device, I imagine um, you probably could rank this uh, five, five stars. stars, a review perhaps. That makes all the difference. Um, give it a share, and we will see you next week. 